game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Classic up the left wing. His pass. Got it to Bedard. He'll shoot. Scores. Oh, my. That was some shot by Connor Bedard. It's 1-0 Chicago. On the end boards inside the Blackhawk end. Dug out by Ryan to the side of the net. Scores! What a setup. As Derek Ryan got it to Sam Gagne. Well, the young gun and Papa Euler getting a couple of the goals tonight. Make it eight straight for Edmonton. A 4-1 win over the Chicago Blackhawks this evening here at Rogers Place. Connor Bedard thrilling the crowd. 321 into the game, proving why he was the number one pick in the draft and is probably going to score a few hundred over the course of his NHL career. And the Oilers survive a, a sloppy first period, even though they got over with a 2-1 lead and then full marks for the victory as they were clearly the better club over the final 40 minutes. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. We're live in Studio 99. It's 11 o'clock. Harland Ford Overtime Open Line along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Well, we'll start with the earliest highlight in this game. So much buildup. Bedard in town. Bedard in town. His shot, he can get it off. He's so accurate. He shoots it so hard. He certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> well, what he, what he does, it's what we talked about before the, the game with, with John Shannon, how players around the National Hockey League, the goal scorers have to learn how to shoot from different angles, how to pull the puck in, push the puck out, try to create different uh, shooting lanes, try to shoot through defensemen's legs, change the angle on the goaltender. And most players in the National Hockey League are capable of doing it, but most players in the National Hockey League can't do it with any velocity. What we saw with Connor Bedard today is he, he pulls the puck. The, the goaltender's looking at the puck, so he's trying to line himself up. Okay, here's the angle, there's the puck, I have it centered on me. As soon as you pull the puck in as Bedard did, that all of a sudden changes the angle. And all of a sudden now Skinner's lost his angle. But most players, when they get that shot off, it, it flutters or it comes off soft. Bedard shoots it, actually gets, seems like it gets harder. And at that point, Skinner had no chance. He pulled it through the defenseman's leg and it, it, it's top shelf very, very quickly. Uh, he came as advertised. Uh, as the game went on, it was harder to notice him simply because he's there's not a lot of high-end skill on the Blackhawks. On the back end, they're missing their best two defensemen up front. They're missing Hall. They're missing Perry. Uh, this is a team that's badly uh, rebuilding and uh, he's, he's alone a lot of the times on the ice. He's having to create by himself. But when he's given an opportunity, he's capable of scoring. So uh, this kid is going to be very good in this league for many, many years. And you just got a taste of it. Uh, imagine if he finds, if they find a centerman or, or someone to play with him, they can move the puck and get him when he's open. He, there was three times tonight that if the Chicago Blackhawks corralled the puck in their own zone. Bedard was gone for breakaways. And all three times they fumbled it. And instead it just was a, uh, a lost opportunity. But it was fun watching him score that goal because we're going to see that many, many times on highlights for years to come. 4-1 Oilers win. Here's head coach Chris Knobloch. In the first period, uh, second and third, I thought we were very solid. Um, it was just one of those games I think we weren't quite ready to play. You know, it's, it's tough 
Chicago's not having the best start of the season, and they also had a lot of injuries, which make it really tough. And I know our guys look at the lineup and say it's going to be easy. It's going to be, you know, and they did make it easy. They came out and they played a very good hockey game. And um, I think our guys were woke up and decided, uh, hey, we got to really pick it up and play much better. And, and in the second and third, I thought we played a really, really solid game. You're, you're getting good chemistry and good production from kind of three or four lines. It looked like they're generating lots. The, the dry side of line just probably isn't at the level they want as far as finishing goes. Anything you look to change there? Like when you have all the lines going, you've won eight. Is, do you want to switch one to get them or are you happy with how everything is? Um, yeah, no, it's something we were um, balancing right now. And I hate breaking up um, another line to get another line going. And right now we're winning and we're just kind of play by ear. Obviously, yeah, those three, each of them can be better and generate a little bit more. And whether that's um, just the chemistry of those three not being able to work together or those three just finding um, their groove and getting some confidence, kind of like our, our team did about three weeks ago or two weeks ago after you win a game or score some goals it just it just comes and maybe tonight with Leo scoring that goal you know maybe that changes him I thought he had a, a great second half of the game um, yeah who knows um, there's a lot of great shooters around the league but did Bedard show a little bit tonight why maybe his shots a little different and what did you think of it um, yeah, I just uh, saw him score one of those uh, just the other night. I'm not sure. We saw it in the pre-scout, um, how he brings that to his back-end forehand so quick. and It's a good, hard shot right into the corner. Very difficult for a goalie to save, but, um, yeah, that's, a, that's an elite shot. What uh, what have your thoughts been on Stuart Skinner? Obviously, the play has been very good here, but the spotlight is bright in town here when things aren't going well on goalies, and he needs to you know figure out how to absorb that and, and continue to play well. What have you seen from him and his ability to, to do that so far? Um, I've seen him being able to absorb the spotlight and um, put any distractions behind him. Uh, you know, from what I've seen here, he looks like an elite goalie. I can see why he was... Um, uh, the reason why he had a season that he had last year and he's come up with some really big saves for us during the stretch so I'm, I'm very with him in the net every night obviously we can't have him in the net every night and we got to um, balance his workload but um, yeah he's been very good Can you speak to uh, what you're getting out a lot I don't even know what the line's called, but uh, with uh, James Hamlin at center and Derek Ryan and Sam Gagne, just how opportunistic they are. Last two games at critical times, they gave you the lead heading into the second period. Yeah, no, we're very happy with those guys. I think a couple things that they do really well is, one, um, they protect the puck. They don't give it away. Uh, they're very smart. They can make plays and get the puck to the next guy. Um and they've been able to cycle that puck and you know obviously they've got two key goals in the last two games and um you know you look at it and you're thinking you know they're not fast enough they're not big enough they're not strong enough yeah that's not going to work but they've made it work they're just smart hockey players they're reliable and they're working really hard so uh, i've been very happy with those three your penalty kills 30 of 31 
over the last nine games, uh, and specifically just the work of Yanmark and Connor Brown out there and what they're giving you, sort of how they kind of just, I mean, they snuffed everything out that Chicago had tonight when they were on the ice. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, before I got here and Yanni was hurt, so I didn't really know him very well. And the coaches were talking about how good he is at angling, and he might be the best on the team and maybe around the league, one of the best anglers. And he certainly is that. Um, but watching Brown as our F1 on the penalty kill, he's probably taken over that role. So the two of them have been um, very solid. And they don't start just because of the face-offs, and we've had uh, Nuge and DR kind of take on those responsibilities. But, um, you know, they really make it difficult to get set up in the, um, in the ozone for the opposition. Hi, Chris. Uh, you, you talked about that fourth line um, a couple questions ago. I just wonder more specifically about Sam Gagne and what he's kind of brought to this team as, I don't know, an elder statesman guy who's had to battle through, uh, through an injury at the start of the year. What has he kind of meant to the group as a whole? Well, I believe he's, um, well, between uh, him and DR, two older guys on the team. Uh, and I think with Sam... You know, battling through the injury, and then we we're kind of winning. And then there's a couple of games that he didn't uh, get back in. And but since he's come back to the lineup, and even before he was good, and not that he played bad to come out of the lineup, it was just sometimes you just make changes as a coach just to see what your team has and kind of get to know what the players are. And you know, I think right now, it, it, obviously, he's a very smart hockey player. I think his puck skills are tremendous. Um, probably not as fast as he was his, when he was younger in his prime, but he's making it work. And I think with him and DR, just, and Hammy too, like they forecheck really hard. You know, their minutes aren't high. Um, they give us everything they have in every shift. And um, like I said, they protect the puck really well and they get it to their line mate. And you can just see you know, how well they're cycling the puck. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of um, smart, simple plays. And you flipped uh, Drysaddle and McLeod about halfway through the game. Can you explain why? What what went into that decision? Um, just yeah, I think we we're getting out shots, 17 to 11 at that time. We only had 11 shots at midpoint of the game. We just need a little more push, and I don't want to make anything drastic. We just changed uh, two players. Um, you know, looked pretty good on my part that they scored, but that had nothing to do with it. Obviously, there's a very fortunate balance, but I don't know. Just sometimes as a coach, you just need to change the balance a little bit, and I think we we're a little just, just a little stagnant. We just need a little more something. Sometimes a line change does that, and I don't know if that had to do it. I'm sure we would have found our game even if I didn't make a line change, but um, yeah, that was it. All right, thank you. That is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Eight consecutive wins for the Oilers, one shy of the team record. They have got to nine twice, including at the end of last season. 4-1 win tonight over Chicago. So that was Chris Knobloch. He was asked about uh, the line change, which... You don't see often mid-game when a team's on the verge of winning their eighth in a row. Your thoughts, Rob, on the uh, flip of McLeod and Dreisaitl? Well, I, I think 
If you're honest, the, the dry settle line did not have a good start to the game. Uh, and it's been a couple games that they have uh, been a little quiet. Uh, they, it's an important, I mean, Leon, I mean, second most important player on your team, so you need him to get going. So I think he just realized, you know, let's let's get a little spark going. So when Fogel and Yanmark go with Leon Dreisaitl, they've got jump because nothing against McLeod, but it, Leon's an upgrade. And they want to take full advantage of playing uh, with one of the best in the world. So there's a bit of spark there, and you can see the jump in their step. And with McLeod going with Kane and Brown, I mean, McLeod's thinking, all right, I, I've got Evander Kane on my line right now. Let's let's try to do something positive here. So, uh, and they also are not naive to the fact that when your line gets changed, the coach obviously isn't happy with right. what has been going on. So that right there is a spark as well. It doesn't always work, as Knobloch said, but usually you find a little bit of spark quickly because the players know that the coach is not happy with what's been going on through the first whatever it was in the hockey game. So I thought. Especially the dry settle. I thought dry settle looked better in the second half of the game playing with Fogel and Yanmark. Got a little fortune on the goal he scored, but it was uh, created by a, a good offensive pressure. Probably could have had about three or four other points in this game. Mrazek had a good game as the Oilers had a number of good chances, but it, it's just a spark and it's not usually of what we've seen with Knobloch more so than with the other coach. The other coaches would change just because they felt like, I mean, Woodcroft, we, we saw a number, a number of different line combinations every night. We haven't seen that with Knobloch. So I think this wasn't just what he saw in the first period. I think it's what he saw in the first period, coupled with what we've seen in the last game or two. He said, okay, we need a spark. we got to get our big guy going. 4-1, the Oilers take it tonight. And we were talking about the, the flow of the game. I mean, and, and, and we've seen this, Rob. We've covered some Oilers teams that were poor. Mm -hmm. and, and now it's kind of, you know, the Oilers are, are four straight years in the playoffs and building here. The Hawks worked really hard in the first period. Yep. Uh, the Oilers had some dangerous chances, but certainly weren't playing their best hockey. But this is how sometimes they go. The Hawks did everything they could. You know, I, I don't think we're negligent. They got beaten sometimes on talent or yep. speed. Worked really are down 2-1. And then really the final two periods. I mean, the Oilers only gave up eight shots on goal the final 40 minutes. Well, uh, the first period, the, the better team was in the lead, not the better team in the game. The, the Hawks were the better of the two teams in the first 20 minutes. But uh, for a, a team like the Chicago Blackhawks to come in and beat a good team like Edmonton, everything has got to go right for you. When you get your scoring chances, you got to capitalize. The, the Hawks had a three-on-one in the, the first period that they didn't get a shot on. They muffed the shot. They need those things to go in. So when you're playing well and you're getting chances, everything has got to go right for you. When it doesn't, then all of a sudden you're going to start chasing a game. And when the Blackhawks are chasing the Oilers, they have no chance. They just they don't have the skill level in their lineup right now. Uh, their, their power play uh, on the back end, I, I, some, I don't even know the kid's name that played on the back end for the, the Blackhawks. They had a power play. He actually changed when the puck was in the offensive zone. All of a sudden, Connor Bedard looks up and there's no one on the point anymore. So it, 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 this is just a, a team that is going through a transition. They are building. they got a lot of young players in their lineup. They will work hard and need perfection to win a hockey game. They took a couple penalties at the end of the second period. Again, you have to play the perfect game. Those penalties created the power play chance. Hyman scores and the game is over after that. So uh, the Oilers are just too strong a team for Chicago to be able to win a game without everything going their way. 
4-1 is the final tonight. Um, it just tied it back to the part of the reason the lines were, were flipped, and then also the Oilers' penalty kill, which has been outstanding. Yep. Uh, and, and that's the interesting discussion about Connor Brown, and you've said it. He's got one point. Yep. I know he's missed some games, but he's played most. He's played over half of them, and he's played Majority. most of the time with McDavid or Dreisaitl. Yes. I know he was on the third line for a little bit. Um, so that's really disappointing. And then the flip side of this, I, I mean, the times we've been together, the Oilers have had at best probably a, if we if we looked at our 10 and a third seasons together, probably a mediocre penalty kill. Would be the best. All, all 10 yeah. seasons. Um like Brown's up there with some of the best penalty killers we've seen in an Oilers uniform. Uh, at some point, does Connor Brown become a, a very vital third-line player that you put out to check the other team's top players and then give you that quality penalty killing? Uh, I mean, we, we just James Hamlin, who's played 14 games or 15 games on the season, he's got like four points on the air. He's got a couple goals. Sam Gagne has got, his, was it his fourth goal of the season tonight? Yep. And he plays... 14th game. Yeah, 14th game. He plays, they play six, seven minutes a night. And again, they play, not, nothing against them, but they play with each other. Ryan Hamblin, Ryan Hamblin and Gagne play with Ryan Hamblin and Gagne. Right. So they're not getting a, a sniff playing with, with Leon or going out with Connor. So that's what the... And, I, and I'm sure it's affecting Connor Brown a little bit. Um, I think the expectations when he came in here, he feels he's a, a good offensive player. He's going to play with Connor or Leon. You know, I once I get back into sh- playing shape and my knee feels good and I get confidence, I should be a 25-goal scorer. So I think uh, there's a little bit of confidence lagging there. He, this was the most opportunities we've seen him at. He had two good scoring chances on one shorthanded, shorthanded. place. Yes, two in a row and then he had a couple other. Kane set him up at the end of the game. Uh, they need production out of him or they will have to find someone else to play at Leon Greisel. Now the thing that's saving Connor Brown right now playing on that line is the others are winning. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about, okay, we need to change things because we've gone two and seven in our last nine games. They're winning hockey games. They're hoping he finds his game offensively. But uh, we've seen a couple players pushed out of town over the last couple of years. Uh, high first round draft picks because they weren't able to contribute on a consistent basis in the top six. And Connor Brown has one assist right now on the season. They need more production out of him. And the last couple games have been quiet for that line. Uh, It would not shock me uh, at some point if they do make a move where they flip-flop Connor Brown with Fogel, Yanmark, uh, something like that. And you put Connor Brown more in a a shutdown type of role. Because the the, the checkings there, the tenacity's there, the physical play, the defensive play, it's just there's nothing going well for him offensively. And that is affecting your second best player in the world in Leon Dreisaitl. So the Oilers win it 4-1, eight consecutive wins. We'll update the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Flames had a third-period lead in Vegas. Vegas had a lead late in the third period. It went to overtime. Vegas wins at 5-4. Canucks knock off the Lightning 4-1. Oilers' next opponent is Tampa Bay. Seattle shuts out Florida 4-0. Florida coming to town on Saturday. San Jose 
2-1 win over the Jets. I predicted they would be higher than the Ducks by season's end, and I think that is now, was it, 6-2-2 two two in the last 10 games for a San Jose Sharks team that lost the first 12 games of the season. Nashville beating Philadelphia 3-2 in overtime. Penguins knock off the Coyotes 4-2. Carolina wins 4-1 in Ottawa. Maple Leafs ring up the Rangers 7-3. Red Wings over the Blues, 6-4, and Craig Berube gets fired by St. Louis. Stanley Cup winning Craig Berube gets fired by the St. Louis. Was, oh, I think what, in my thought process, why they're firing the coach, the St. Louis Blues GM and organization probably realizes there's six teams that are pretty well set for the playoffs. The top three in each division have had really good starts to the season. Yeah. I think everyone around the Western Conference right now is looking at the Edmonton Oilers and say, all right, there's your seventh team. Everyone else is fighting for one spot. St. Louis Blues held on to a playoff spot for a while. They have been struggling as of late. They felt, I'm guessing, that they need to make a move right now because there's not a lot of spots, not a lot of chairs in the coming up at playoff time. There's just one chair to sit in, and they want to make sure they give themselves every chance to get there. Uh, St. Louis has been struggling, so we'll see if they get the bump. Uh, it's a, I mean relative unknown coach. I believe it's Drew Bannister. Another former Oiler. Former Oiler. Coach in Chicago tonight. Yeah, so he, uh, it's a relative unknown. We'll see if he can kickstart a St. Louis Blues team that probably should be better than they are. They have lost four straight. The Oilers now are one point out of a playoff spot. They trail Arizona. 28-27 is the points. St. Louis also has 27 points, by the way. Points percentage, the Oilers are actually ahead of uh, Arizona. A lot of hockey left, but uh, you know, I want to give that for uh, for context here. Is the other team Nashville? Nashville's got 32 points. Not the first wildcard team. Yeah, they're playing well. Nashville's actually only two points behind the Jets. Yeah, well, and the Jets right now, they I, well, they haven't announced what's how long Connors is out, but they they may lose their best goal scorer for a significant amount of time. That would be huge. The Nashville Predators. Uh, the end of last year, they were very good. That was everyone thought they gave up on the season. And they made a push at the end of the year, and they're playing well again this year. Great goaltending gives you a chance, and Nashville has a great goaltender. Oilers win 4-1 over the St. Louis Blues. The three stars tonight, McDavid, Bouchard, and this gentleman, Sam Gagne. Contributing. Yeah, contributing. How nice to feel to be chipping in uh, the way you guys have them. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think we have the ability to do that, um, you know, to, to contribute on the offensive side. But I think uh, our main objective is, is to make sure that we're playing good defensively, giving our team good minutes and, and um, you know, trying to tilt the ice so that, you know, when our big guys get out there, you know, they're at a advantageous situation. And, um, you know, I feel like we've been playing well, um, but, you know, got to gotta stay on it. Your line has given up and on the very many goals against either. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, that's um, you know that's our main objective is is be a line that can be trusted, um, that can um, you know be good in the D zone, but play in the offensive zone and and um, you know try and cycle pucks and yeah create uh, advantages for the rest of our line. So um, you know I think our, our whole team is done a really good job of that recently of turning lines over and and uh, leaving the line uh, that comes next with uh, you know something to play with so that's uh, that's got to be our focus the first period was a bit of a track meet mm -hmm. kind of summer hockey ish uh, yeah is there a message in here between periods because it changed after that yeah yeah certainly not uh, the game that uh, that we want to play I think um, 
you know, it's it's understandable. Uh, you know, we've had a good stretch here, and um, you know, it's human nature to, to kind of have a period like that every so often but I thought we did a really good job of um, uh, talking about it and making sure that we got back to the way that um, you know we, we know we're successful with I thought Stu did a great job of allowing us to find our game uh, and you know we went from there. When you see a guy like Connor Bedard come through does it bring back memories for you being 18 and starting in the league and just kind of you know figuring out yeah. and finding your way through everything? Yeah I mean uh, certainly a lot different circumstance for him um, you know being as highly touted as he is and and you know the start he's had has been incredible I think um, you know as much as uh, you know people talked about you know what he was going to do as an 18 year old I think he's even exceeded expectations so it's been really impressive to watch and um, you know it's always fun playing against guys like that yeah it's I mean it's really impressive um, you know being able to get it off that quickly that hard uh, and tight it's uh, it's really impressive Sam, you, you signed here to come and try and make this team. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew, you know, the, the things you were trying to fight through, mm -hmm. stint in the A. Yep. You know, you're in the lineup here, you're contributing regularly. Just maybe a thought on big picture here on standing here and still still doing this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a, a long road to get to this point. Um, you know, it was, it was a really long summer and um, but I, I knew what I was committed to, um, and um, you know I, I, I wanted to be here and, and helping this team win. And um, it's uh, you know it's a good good feeling to contribute in wins, but you know we've got a long ways left to go. And um, you know personally, I gotta I gotta keep pushing, and you know as a group as well. So um, you know it's it's been a good little run here, but uh, a lot of ways to go. All right, that's tonight's third star, Sam Gagne. Rob's gonna give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Um, hmm. First of all, I would have had Gagne as my first star. Fourth line guy gets a goal and an assist. Yeah. Probably, I mean, it's not happening a lot, so I would have given him the first star. Uh, fourth star? Uh, I would go with Stuart Skinner. First period, he was very good. Very quiet night after the first period, but the first period when the Chicago Blackhawks were pushing... He stood tall, and in all honesty, tonight, just about everyone deserves foresight. This was a very good final 40 minutes for the Edmonton Oilers. Very professional. They really didn't give the Chicago Blackhawks much after the first 20 minutes. Yeah, but Skinner, 22 saves on 23 shots. Like you said, most of the work in the first period. He yep. has a personal seven-game winning streak. He's 11-7-1 on the season. He's been very good. He's been good. Looks confident in that again. Um, Coming out, playing the puck, looking confident, playing the puck. That's the one thing that I think he needed to improve on uh, over the last year is getting better with the puck on his stick. Uh, he was good tonight. Yeah, it's another solid effort. And you heard that Sam Gondi talking about it. I mean, Skinner kept us in early in the hockey game when we weren't as good. So it was a, a strong start for Stuart Skinner, who uh, got a little bit of rest with Pickard playing last game. And now he gets to... Well, I would imagine he'll play the two Florida teams coming up to finish the homestand. 4-1, the Oilers win, so that's a $400 donation to 630 Jet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They give $100 every time the Oilers score. And uh, speaking of Santa's Anonymous, delivery weekend this weekend, still looking for some drivers and supporters. Uh, I've delivered in the past. It's a, it's an outstanding volunteer experience. SanJoseAnonymous.ca. If you got some time to help out some people and kids in our community, uh, 
take the time to do it. It's uh, it's 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 a really it's a really great thing to do. Sanasanonymous.ca. You're going to hear from Stuart Skinner. You're also going to hear from Zach Hyman, and we're happy to hear from you at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's our hotline powered by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. Eight wins in a row for Edmonton. It's Heartland Ford overtime open line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. To Dreisaitl, top of the circle. Two stationary. Back to Bouchard. Now on the left to McDavid in front of the net. Hyman scores! Zach Hyman just directs it in. It's a power play goal and the Oilers are up 4-1. They would win 4-1. Zach Hyman providing a little insurance in the first minute of the third period. The power play update tonight for Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online, conlonmotorsports.ca. Oilers go one for two. They continue uh, to be excellent on the power play and the Blackhawks 0 for two. Back down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Hyman. Keep finding ways to win games, and it has to feel pretty good considering where you've been. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. Obviously, anytime you win, it's fun, and it's fun doing it the the right way. And I think you know the goals against and limiting chances and things like that. Um, that's the the key to success, and I think something that we've harped on, and uh, the reason that we're we're on this little run. It seems like you're playing a more patient game as well. Like if it's not going to you right away, you guys are kind of sticking to it, and eventually it'll come around. Yeah, I think we kind of got away from it a little bit in the first. Like I think uh, we were kind of trading chances, you know, up and down the ice, and um, we knew if we kind of got back to doing things the way that we've been doing it the right way and holding on to pucks and you know, securing both blue lines, and we'd be in a good spot. And I thought in the second and third. Uh, we really did that. We limited their chances and then obviously capitalized. There was a time, I think, when this team would have just taken that first period and just ramped it up in the mm-hmm. second. Uh, what's changed around here? Well, when you're that far out of the playoffs, <laughs> you can't you can't play like that, right? And I think we knew, you know, long-term success-wise, you have to do things the right way to win, and it doesn't. You can't flip a switch and turn it on at the end of the year. You got to do it throughout the whole year, and and that's the way you win. Whether you know you're playing against the number one team in the league or you know the the last place team in the league, like it, it, every team is so good these days that you you can't pick and choose when you play the right way. You have to play the right way the entire the entire game. What'd you think of that release by Bedard on his goal? Yeah, he's uh, doesn't need much space, does he? Um, we skate with him in the summertime, so we've seen his shot, and uh, yeah, he's a special player. He's going to be really, really good. He seems to be able to get it off when the goalie's not ready. Like he just gets it off at a time where mm. he catches a lot of goalies unaware. Yeah, I think goalies and defenders. I mean, I think anytime you can kind of release the puck at you know different angles, like played with Austin for a long time and, and he has that ability to shoot the puck from all different angles and I think Bedard's similar in that way with his shot and, and being able to change an angle and getting it off remarkably quick and hard so I mean a pretty, pretty, pretty good goal. What have you seen in Stewart's ability to kind of bounce back here? Things aren't going well in this town. The goalies take yeah. a lot of spotlight. For sure. And a lot of pressure. Yeah I think you know a lot of that has to do with a lot of, I would say, the, the goals against early in the season 
aren't just the goalies, it's the team and the, and the chances you give up. You give up, you know, not every shot is, is the same chance, right? You, can, you give up 10 great A's, it makes it pretty tough on the goalie, right? So I think as a team, we've done a better job limiting that. And I think Stu has made all the big saves for us, you know, on this on this run, made every key save that he's needed to make. And I think one of the big things is, is if he didn't make a save and, and it went through his ability to rebound and, and, and just bounce back, I think has been phenomenal and just it's been unbelievable for the for this stretch. Thanks, cool. Zach. Yeah. Zach Hyman, 16th goal of the year tonight. And in the area of the ice where he gets most of them. He knows where to hang out. Well, it, it the one thing that makes the, well, one of the things that makes the Oilers power play so hard to defend is there's always movement. And on the goal right there, Zach Hyman a lot of the time stays on the offside, goes down to the goal line. So if Connor kicks it down, Hyman's got a chance and he can boot it out to either Nuge or cross ice to, to Leon. But on that goal there, he just flip-flopped and went to the opposite side of the net. And now it's an easy pass for McDavid. He's hitting a big stick. And, Con and Zach Hyman had it, the stick. He's behind the goaltender. If it hits the stick, it's in a wide open net. And it's just moving. It was a subtle move. It was only about four feet. But that four feet created a grade-A scoring chance, and he put it in the back of the net. Uh, 16 goals, not a bad start to the season for Zach Hyman, who's on pace to break his career high that I believe he set last year. Oilers win it 4-1. So we had some fun with set the line today for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. I set it at 11.5. Total shots on goal by people named Connor in this game, not in the world. <laughs> the leader, Connor Murphy, with four. Connor McDavid had three. Connor Bedard had two. One went in. And Connor Brown had one. I had four other attempts. Oh, I, one hit the net. I'm questioning that. I think I can only had a go couple. off the game sheet. Yeah, I agree. So I it's agree. ten. It's under eleven and a half. So Cindy gets the fifty dollar River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Yeah. I guess Brown, well, maybe I put one off the post. If you were listening before the game, I was showing Rob what I originally had. I originally had it at nine, nine and, and a half. half. You did. So we you did. So then the over would have won. Then so the I over would have won. All yeah. the people that went over, I blew it for you. I apologize. <laughs> Paul is on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Paul. Hello. Yes, I was just wondering if that hype for Bedard is a little bit premature because I can't understand how they... Some of the announcers from a previous uh, network were comparing Bedard to McDavid. I can't believe that that would be, that's really an overreach. What he's network was earn, that? He's got to earn the respect of playing the game for several years before he gets that respect well, of comparison. I, I, I disagree with that because when Connor McDavid came into the league, they were already anointing him the next great one. When Sidney Crosby came in, when Mario came in, so they, I, I don't, I haven't heard anyone say he's as good as Connor McDavid. I've heard people talk about that he's the next generational player that's coming in. I don't know if he will be that. I, my buddies ask me, and I, I keep telling them I believe he'll be a Patrick Kane type player. That's what I think, which is pretty good. He's got a couple Stanley Cups and one of the greatest that ever played. Um, I don't. I haven't heard anyone compare him to McDavid, other than the fact that he's a generational player and has to to, to deal with all of the pressures and the media. And uh, he's good. 
Uh, he's he's not McDavid. He also doesn't have the opportunity to play with players yeah. that McDavid has. Connor McDard's on a team right now, and he's doing it by himself. He does not have a highly skilled team. He has a team that works hard, but no one's creating chances for him. Uh, he's he's good, and anyone that's followed his career, he has been great everywhere he's gone. He's excelled in big moments, as we saw at the World Juniors. Um, and people were wondering what he was capable of doing at his size at this level. Well, I mean, thus far, it's, it's as, who I can't remember, was it Gagne that said it? He's probably even done better yeah. than many had expected. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's always going to be hype around a number one overall pick. They're not all created equally. I think usually the scouts get it right, or certainly in the ballpark. Um, I mean, if you look at Bedard, the last five, Bedard, Slavkowski, Power, Lafreniere, and Hughes, I would say out of those five, the two that had the most hype were Bedard and Hughes. I mean, they all have in their own way. I mean, Power's probably going to be pretty good. Power's going to be a great defenseman, But yes. you know what I'm saying, and I mean, Bedard, he'll he'll be a Calder finalist. He will. He might score, should score 30 goals. That's, be, that's well, pretty good. Uh, no, he... It's pretty good hockey player, yes. Uh, and again, he's doing a lot of this by himself. The, the points he's putting up, this is not a team where he's got guys that are offensive weapons around him. The, the two guys they signed, well, the big one, Taylor Hall, done for the year. Uh, they, they got Corey Perry, a, a veteran player that's won a Stanley Cup, gone. So now he's, it, this is a, a ragtag team with a bunch of guys from the minors up, and he, he still, at times, when he's given the opportunity, he puts the puck in the back of that. His, his shooting ability is, I mean, he's got 40 goals a year shooting ability. Mm-hmm. And Zach Hyman talked about it. That's, that's special what he's capable of doing. I hope that he lives up to the hype. I, I really do. He's a, another good Canadian hockey player that uh, from the Western provinces. Uh, you love to see him have success. Oilers win 4-1, so it's an eight-game winning streak for the Oilers. We have Abbas on the line as well. Abbas, go ahead. What a game, guys. I haven't spoken to you guys in a long time, but this team has has really changed the changed the format of, you know, from losing to winning. And my question is, Skinny has improved a lot. Do you think you should go with Pickard for the next game, or do you think you just go with Skinner? I'd go with Skinner. I think Skinner had his rest. They they had a long break where they had six days off. Then they came back. He played two, got a break, or he sat out. Isn't that right? Did he play two or three? Two or three. Oh, yeah, he played two. Yeah, Two, got his four, break. Yeah. Sorry. Now he played tonight. He's got two more. I would expect or I would think he would play both those games. I mean, he's playing so well right now. You want to ride it as well. Pickard had a good game. But, I mean, the track record doesn't say he's going to give you two great games in a row. Skinner, the way he's playing right now, you're getting quality start after quality start. So I would start him the next two home games. And then one of the road games you can give him. I guess it's up. But I... The Skinner and the goalie coaching staff and the coaches will talk about the fatigue level, how he feels, but if he feels good, I would imagine you will see Stuart Skinner the next two games. The Oilers take it 4-1 whenever they score five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, now open for lunch, Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Speaking from Stuart Skinner, you will hear from him when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 
Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. On the backhand save made by Skinner. An opportunity for Nick Foligno. Got the backhand away. It's... Yeah, Moon on the call. Stuart Skinner's save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Skinner with 22 stops to backstop the Oilers to their eighth consecutive win. 4 1 over Chicago. Here's Skinner. Yeah, a little hot to blow a cold tub. Back and forth? Yeah, no contrast. The team, uh, you're just rattling off wins here. So you got eight in a row here as a group. You personally rolling too. I mean, much better does this feel than four? Yeah, uh, obviously it feels a lot better. Um, it's our job to just keep it going and keep on uh, getting two points. Another big two points for us to get above 500 here, so um, got to keep on moving forward. For you personally, you know, when things don't go well in this city, the goalies get a lot of spotlight. How did you deal with that pressure? And, you know, happy are you the way it's turned? Yeah, uh, I think at first I was obviously a little bit frustrated, a little bit upset. Um, you never want to be hearing that from your fans, obviously, but um, at the same ta- at the same time, uh, I knew it needed to be better. Uh, the whole group did, and um, that starts with me. And uh, for me, it was sticking to it, uh, keep on working on my game, keep on, you know, just keep on grinding uh never give up so um there's a lot of just a lot of that a lot of per- perseverance as a complete group you know we gotta ask about that kid shot yeah you, you knew it was gonna be there coming in just what's your thoughts on that one yeah um he made a really nice move um very quick release uh very quick handle of the puck so um placed it really well as well uh it's pretty hard to do to to move it that fast and still pick a corner so um a goal where I would I would tip my hat, but I also know that I can uh, I can do something to improve on that. So I'm going to look at video, talk to Schwartzy, um, and I'll figure out a way to stop it next time. You can pre-scout that shot lost, but when you see it live, it's got to be different than watching on video, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. When you 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 watch it on video lots because anytime you open up Instagram, it's the first thing that comes up is a shot. Um, but uh, seeing it live, uh, yeah, I thought. I thought in overall, I thought he played really well. Um, he had a couple blocks as well, which was uh, good to watch. And, um, yeah, he made a nice move. It was a very nice shot. Um, yeah, give the kids some props. The way this group is defending in front of you and kind of the commitment that's there. Not that they weren't trying before, but it's so much more efficient right now. Yeah, we're very committed as a group in the way we're playing. Um, yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, guys are doing a really good job, working really hard. PK's been really good. Power play's been good. Um, Puck handles with the D have been good. Pretty efficient. Uh, I think our forecheck is incredible when we're able to get on it. So there's a lot of things that go into being able to win a game. Um, Yeah, the guys are doing a heck of a job. I think in the second and third period, I got eight shots, something like that. You know, it wasn't many. So um, huge props to the guys playing in front of me. Yeah, pretty solid performance by the Oilers after the first period as they beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. By the way, McDavid... With a couple of assists, his point streak goes to 10 games. Bouchard with a couple of assists, his point streak goes to 12 games. So a lot clicking now here for the Edmonton Oilers. They're over 500 as well, 13-12-1 on the season. So next game presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers is Thursday. 
And if the Oilers win it, they tie a franchise record for longest winning streak. Tampa Bay Lightning in town. Game five of the six-game homestand. Face-off show at 5.30. Game at seven here on 6.30. Chet, thanks to Brendan Escott for gathering our post-game audio and for working on the story on globalnews.ca, 630chet.com. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 630chet. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Boilers 4, Blackhawks 1, your final.